What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Back Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Brooke Greider Dave. How we doing, everybody? Hollywood just can't seem to get it right with these movies. Hollywood pumps out stuff that has potential, but then they always drop the ball. So what Hollywood needs is Dave and, and Chris. Or they put out gems that you don't think are going to be good, and then you watch the movie, and it's the greatest thing in the world. And you know what? They need to get taken down a peg. Get exactly. off your high. Get off your high horse a little bit. Yes. So we got Chris and Dave here to humble them as well. Exactly. So if you can't tell already, or if you couldn't read the title, it's another sabotage and save day. Yes, it is. Last we're, one of the season. Yeah, we're here to we're here we're here for you, Hollywood. We're here to give you some tips. Exactly. You know, you guys have been using a lot of the same generic formula. You you, you need some fresh eyes. Yeah, fresh eyes, fresh ideas. So what, what what do we have today? We have Cabin in the Woods. Fantastic movie. Yeah, probably one of the best uh, horror movies in the 2010s. A little too good. Yes. You know, you know it's too good. Too good. Too good. You know, you know, everybody says it's a classic and everybody, you know, everybody, when, when they're talking about modern horror, you always hear them. Uh, somehow the conversation usually comes to Cabin in the Woods at some point. Yes. So... We have Dave here to tell us, you know what? In an alternate universe, this movie wasn't so great. No. So, Dave, you are undercover. You are undercover, and you are given the reins and all the financial backing to just, just, just destroy Cabin in the Woods. All right. So, what what are you doing? What's what your diabolical plan? So, Cabin in the Woods is a slasher movie with an awesome twist. If you're gonna have a slasher movie. Or it's a horror movie with a twist. There's one director you go to. And this is going to be a coin flip whether the movie will be good or bad. Because I'm going to have M. Night Shyamalan at the helm of this one. Yeah, it's it, that is a definite flip of the coin uh, kind of director. Yeah, because some of his movies are amazing. Some of them are just bad. Some of them you got uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. So. <laughs> exactly. So, Which, again, I, I've sung M. Night Shyamalan's praises. Yeah. But he's always on my, you know, watch list ever since yeah. that movie. <laughs> His latest uh, movie, Knock at the Cabin, was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of taking a gamble. This could backfire yeah. on you. Could backfire. And then for the cast, you know, we're opening up the checkbook a little bit. Mm-hmm. So playing Dana, I got uh, Helen uh, Rodan, who is from uh, Teen Wolf. Okay. She was big around this time. And then Jules, I got a... Uh, Katrina Bowen, who played uh, Allison from uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Okay. Oh, oh, oh she she was the blonde, uh, the one who got basically knocked out, right? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Kurt, we're going to go with uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marty is going to be played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reaction means it was a good pick. Yeah. N- nothing against Jesse Eisenberg. But, but, yeah. he's, he's just not my cup of tea, is all. Yeah. Holden is going to be played by uh, Taylor Lautner. Damn. Where? What rock did you find him hiding under? <laughs> right. I mean, that's 2011, so he's still kind of relevant then. He he still has a little bit of Twilight money. Yeah. And the director in this movie is going to be played by William Malone. No, I I, <laughs> I, had, I had to do it just to keep up with it. It's played by Luke Wilson. 
Oh, of course. Oh no, William. I was thinking of bad directors. No, you already yeah. established the director. I, I've already yeah. missed. I already missed that joke. Damn it, Chris! You already missed that William Malone joke. Yeah. No. No William Malone here. But we do have Luke Wilson. Yes, who we are big fans of, but he's just always been in the sabotage movies. So our our new logo is just going to be Luke Wilson as as our uh, the Body Bag Podcast logo. Okay, we so have our original, all-star cast. Yeah, in the original, you have five friends going to a cabin for a weekend getaway. Mm-hmm. In this one, they're going to be five strangers going into a singing light at a remote cabin in the guise of a, like a psych experiment. Okay, so it's kind of like... Um, yeah. Um, what, what what was that movie you had Liam Neeson? Was it The Haunting, where you gathered a bunch of people together for like a sleep experiment? I think that might be it, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that is, you know, so they basically handpicked each one to be in this one. Okay. It's basically hits the same beats as the original. They're, well, this one, they're getting to know each other. Pheromone to get sprayed into the cabin. Are you keeping the same, uh, uh, the, uh, the workers, the one who works in the, uh, not the factory, but the organization? Yeah, you see the organization down low and everything, doing everything. And they blow open the door to the basement and they go down. Unleash the uh, zombie hillbillies again. Sawyer family. Sawyer family. Or the Buckners. Or... Yeah. So basically, all the same things, and, you know, they're getting picked off one by one, one except for it Marty and Dana mm-hmm. survive. And, you know, they make it down. You see all the creatures. And then they meet Luke Wilson, the director, He's like, who explains to him what it actually is. Oh, that I think that's why that's why I was getting it uh, mixed up because you called him the director. Yeah, that's why I it, it threw me off. Okay. Yeah, and he explains, well, it's not a psych experiment. No, they record this and allow rich people to bet on who lives or dies. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of like mixing cabin in the woods with uh, uh, condemned. I guess yeah. So yeah. So so is there that supernatural element where there's all those creatures that are on the bottom, but they just bet on yeah okay oh so it's essentially like the big blackboard thing except for it's rich people betting yeah and then basically as dana goes to press the button to unleash all the characters Mm -hmm. they both get shot and killed and then they go to credits (laughs) you go to credits as you see another group of people coming into the cabin (laughs) yes so no over-the-top gods are actually like doing this kind of thing no, they're doing it based on pure greed. A lot of, I think a lot of movies, well, not a lot, but there there were quite a couple of movies that came out that were like, uh, we're going to hunt people kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, so, it's not hunting people. It's just, you know, well, putting them in a situation to get, yeah, innocent people. Yeah. Putting them in a position to get murdered and, you know. Now, is this, now, was there any kind of humor in this? Like, like uh, Cabin in the Woods did? Uh not really, no. It's more of a serious tone. Almost it's more, like it's a, more of a suspense thriller thing. Yeah, and instead of, you know, a group of friends joking around, you got five strangers who are all blaming each other for everything that's occurring throughout the night. That's that's one thing I hate in movies. Whenever you have a group of people together and they are just more annoying, they're annoying because they just don't, get along well it's not like you have yeah. to get along but you can put some shit aside in order yeah. to survive exactly and they just don't they just kind of pick at each other the entire movie 
turns into uh, the mist or the grocery store from the mist where everybody's just yelling yeah. at each other. Everyone picking sides and everything. Like the scene where Holden gets him in the van and drives off and they try to get away. Mm-hmm. And so this one, Holden sees him coming and he just drives off without him. He it's just inter- leaves Dana and Marty there, yeah. It's interesting with these kinds of things where you take, you just change one or two little things and then you just end up getting something just generic. Yeah. The reason why Cabin in the Woods was so good is the premise was so ridiculous that you yeah. just go, okay, I'm well, we already established that this world is ridiculous, so you're pretty much given permission to just go balls to the wall. And they just lean into it. And it's also like, it has this very generic title, so it's like, if you didn't see any of the previews or anything like that, you just think you're getting a campy slasher until, well, yeah, in the beginning the, they show the yeah, agency, the t- but it's weird, you know. Yeah, like the title Cabin in the Woods, if it wasn't done correctly, it sounds like a movie that would just be in a bargain bin, like, DVD thing at yeah, Walmart. Yeah, straight to DVD, sold for, like, $2 at Walmart, yeah. It sounds like it would be Asylum's version of Evil Dead, Cabin in the Woods. Or, like, a straight-to-sci-fi channel movie. Do we get the um, the big uh, monsters attacking everybody scene? No, you, you get to see all the monsters, but... Like I said, right before she presses uh, the button to unleash them is when they're shot killed in the movie. Oh, ends. so they so right before she has the button, she gets dead. So the one scene where when everybody was watching Cabin in the Woods and you see that big red button, everybody's thinking the exact same thing. Oh yes, do it, yeah. please do it, do it. Yes, because they show you all these monsters and your initial thought is like, oh no, if we don't get to see these things in action be pretty pissed off. Or when you first see it, you kind of see the monsters and you go, ah, man. Like, at the time, I didn't know that they were going to, like, unleash them, yeah. unleash them all. I just thought it was, when you when you have that wide shot and you see all of those monsters, I thought, okay, that's the uh, that's where the money went. That's the shot that they wanted to show us all. That's about as good as it's going to get where you see all yeah. of these cool things. But then when you see that button and it gets pressured, like, oh, they're going to actually do it. They're doing it. Yes. Let's go. And that's funny. You get that amped up, like, oh, they're doing it. And then, no. <laughs> Maybe in the sequel. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, think- that's. Basically ends with both of them getting shot by Luke Wilson. That's, I don't know, that just statement sounds funny to me. And then they get shot by Luke Wilson, and then the yeah. movie ends. Then credits. Yeah. That That's probably the best way to end it, if you're trying to sabotage someone. Like, you just tease, the, and that definitely sounds like something M. Night Shyamalan would do at the very end. It was like, yeah. oh, we're about to do it. Nope, here's nope. a twist. Nope, you don't get to see it. Yeah, you don't get to see it. We showed you them all. You got to see them, but... They're not gonna cause havoc. Yeah. Use your imagination. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that would that would have just been a kick in the balls. Yeah. And it would have been money that I would have paid it. Like if I saw it, well, even if I went to go see it, I would leave going. I probably wouldn't. Well, no, I would be pissed at that ending. (laughs) But if if they if they didn't tease that ending and it just ended with them dying or something like that, I would have left going. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing special. It was just like a whatever movie. But the fact that you teased that, I was like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> that way everyone's leaving the theater pissed off. Like, are you really? The fuck did I just pay for? <laughs> you you yeah. teased me and then you stopped stroking. Yeah. Straight edging right there. And that's how you ruin a great movie. So that was... Job well done. Job well yeah. done. I, I am I am I haven't even seen this fake movie and I'm already a little upset that I don't yeah. they, I'm upset at these fictional people who didn't press a fictional button. But yeah, like you couldn't at least fall on it while you're dying. Yeah. I don't know what would have been more upset if that happened or if they 
got shot and then they hit the button on the way down and then right before we see the monsters then it goes to black oh i'd be so mad either way yeah it's just an ending that's made to piss people off job accomplished how about a movie that actually had some real potential all right yeah we we've we've talked about this actually i think wishmaster is one of our more watched uh our it's funny our wikipedia summary walkthroughs are movies that tend to kind of irritate us tend to get the most views yeah um we like we actually like wishmaster um well the character we like the we, character yeah. the guy the guy who played wishmaster did a really good job just the rest of the movie was kind of shit but yes there's no denying that wishmaster did drop the ball on a number of things but and it just gets worse in the sequels because i actually went back and watched two three and i think four if only I was there. All right, so let's let's start from the very beginning of how I would save this mess. Director William Malone. No, time's <laughs> already passed. Already, already made yeah. it here. Bernard Rose, okay. Candyman. All right. I I like the idea of of uh, he he's very good with tension. Bernard Rose and very yeah. good with visuals too. Um, Andrew Devolve stays at the gen. That is one thing that is not changing. Andrew Devolve yeah. stays as the Candyman, or as, as the Wishmaster. Yes. And he is also the friend, Josh. The okay. One who and I will get into that in a moment. Yeah. And the, I think the only person I would replace is the leading actress. She was not good. No, nothing against her. Her name is Tammy Lauren. Nothing against you, but I just think that you were miscast. And you weren't really given too much direction because a lot of that movie was just showing her screaming or just showing her close up of her face like an angst. Yeah. But I had somebody in mind before we, I even started writing these notes of who I wanted to replace her, Courtney Cox. All right. I'm keeping it in the Wes Craven family since this was a Wes Craven production. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, Scream came out the year prior. Uh-huh. This this was yeah. 1997, I want to say. Was it 97? I want to say so. You might want to fact check me on that. Yeah, yeah, it is 97. Yeah. I just checked it. But I remember during our review, I was like, it came out in 97, but it, it looked like an 80s movie. So Courtney Cox would have uh, been getting a lot of uh, hype from Scream. And Friends. So. And Friends, yes. So, Plus, I just like Courtney Cox anyway. Yeah. So now for the movie itself. Something, I'm just going to start listing some things that kind of pissed me off that I would either get rid of or change. Okay. Now, in the movie, we were, ta- we were basically told that there is this world full of gins and genies and stuff like that where once this woman makes her third wish, it would bring all of those gins into our reality. Let us see them. Let's see, let's see, let's see this like world full of gins. Or just a glimpse. Yeah. Or, or have him maybe interacting with another gin. Show us that there are these other gin creatures out there you know what i mean yeah i kind of wanted to see a little bit more see are they all do they all look the same are they all different are they all as powerful you know what i mean i just kind of wanted to get a glimpse of exactly how terrifying it would be if all of these creatures came into our world because all we have is because if if this one played by andrew devolve is anything that means it would just be complete hell uh next i would have to say oh so one of the comments i said in our review was that I think it would have been way more twisted if her friend Josh, poor Josh, the uh, friend, friends, but not with benefits, Josh, yeah, who dies, that it would have been a lot twisted if the gin had taken his face and was going around doing things. 
So when she's interacting with the djinn, she's interacting basically with her best friend, which is why I said he would play both Josh and the djinn. So he's walking around with basically his face. I think that would just make for a little bit more of a twisted kind of like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. He killed he killed her friend and he's now walking around in her bo- in his body. They kind of do that in the third one. I have to rewatch. Is the third one Gateway to Hell? I think so. I need to rewatch that one. I only remember bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But I think it was either like the third or fourth one they did that. Is like he was like the best friend character. Mm. Well, they eventually got it right then. Yeah, it was the Wishmaster without Andrew uh, Devolve, though. Mm. It was some guy with like a goatee, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're there so far. Now, now one of the biggest problems I had with this is this whole psychic link that she has with the djinn. Because one of the biggest issues I have is that, all right, the djinn goes to her college campus, goes to her work, goes to the police station, goes to her associate's home and place of business, all in an attempt to find her. When he yeah. su- when he supposedly has this psychic link with her, like half this movie is spent him trying to find her, but there's there's if he literally didn't go anywhere and was just sitting there waiting for her, he wouldn't have had to go anywhere. That never made sense to me. Like he went all around town trying to find her, and he has a psychic link with her. So that okay, sh- sure. It was and, just give him ample time to cause chaos. Yeah, I and I get that. Yeah, but he's making it out to seem like he's trying to find her. I would have much rather him like not trying to find her and he's just trying to cause chaos. Yeah. So, so later on in the movie, if you recall, she's talking to this woman who's like an expert on the gin and everything. And then it turns out it's the gin in disguise. Yeah. I remember that. So he can turn himself into other people. Why not play around with that some more? If he can turn it, if he can take the face of anybody he wants after he, he's like dealt with them, make the movie so that like, even we don't know who the gin is. Like, the Jig could be anybody walking around. He could be anybody at any time. Yeah. Like, have him turn into her sister or anything. You, you know what I mean? Trick her. Like, he only does it the one time, and he disguises himself as, a like, an older woman. And then he, like, never does it again. He's just walking around as Andrew Devov. I think there's a little bit of a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, that would be a lot cooler if, you know, he's just using that to get to her some more. Yeah. So, now, one of the things that we did like, if you remember... uh like at the beginning and in the end where there's those two parties going on and then it's, then it just is complete chaos, right? Yeah. Now, uh, now, full disclosure, or just a little bit of facts here, this movie uh, had a budget of about $5 million. Pretty low if you compare it to something that came out the same year. I know what you did last summer, which had about a $15 million budget, 15 to yeah. $17 million budget. So I'm not entirely sure how they would do this, but... I would have liked to have seen that mayhem on a grander scale, like not just a somebody's house party. I mean, you wouldn't, you don't necessarily have to do it like the entire world is is, is like this, but maybe like the local area, yeah, like, like the neighborhood is going to shit, yeah. Because we only see it in this like one mansion party, and in the beginning we see it in this one like uh, ancient was it Mesopotamia or Egyptian or whatever party, yeah, like, some pharaoh's part, yeah, yeah. So. Show us all of this mayhem on a grander scale. Show us the world is literally going to go to hell if this is not stopped. Yeah. Have her run outside and run a corner, and then stuff is going on at other people's houses, and statues are coming to life, and and, and cars are exploding. You know what I mean? Just yeah, crazy. I don't know how you would do it on a grander scale like that with like a low budget of $5 million, but I'm sure they could have done something. Yeah. If anything... You don't even have to show that, like show, 
show like the news or something like that, and a reporter's like, and we're here at the scene where something like shit's happening. Yeah. You, know, you, do, you wouldn't even have to do it for that long, but just show that it's happening everywhere. Bigger spectacle. Now, Dave, you, I, I, I didn't like it, but I know you really had an issue with the ending. The, 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 her big wish that wishes it all away. Yeah. We can agree that was dumb. Yeah. That was, pre- that was pretty dumb, because even you were saying, like, you know, that's still her third wish. Like, it doesn't matter what the wish was, she still made her third wish, which would mean the djinn would have to, the, the portal would open up. Yeah. I agree. So either change the third wish so it makes more sense, because the fact that the wish was, I wish that the construction, wors- the, the construction worker wasn't drinking that day. I mean, like, okay, I bet he was, like, like high out of his mind on heroin or something instead. Yeah. Or, or he just got finished snorting a line of coke or something. Exactly. Like, like you could have... He's... <laughs> the djinn is a master of wordplay. That could have easily been... Or, if you wanted to have a more tragic or twisted ending, uh, you could have had Alex let her sister die as a sacrifice for the good of mankind. Then you could have set it up for a sequel. Or either have her sister die or have her sister get taken away by the djinn. Yeah. And then that would set up for a sequel where maybe her sister comes back for revenge. Maybe her sister uh, becomes part djinn herself. Or maybe her sister escapes from whatever realm, whatever uh, Hellraiser-type torture chamber the djinn place has. Yeah. It was just a very lazy ending. It was just a very lazy, like, well, we need to wrap this up. What can she wish? Uh, uh, I don't know. How about she just wish that the thing didn't, like, fall or whatever? Yeah. Wow, that easy, huh? Now, I I think that... yeah, go ahead. It's like, why did she just wish that, you know, the djinn was never released? Yeah. How about you just wish the djinn never existed? Yeah. All of these things, I believe, if you were to combine all of these things, you would have had a pretty halfway decent movie. Maybe yeah. not a, a huge, maybe not as big as something like Cabin in the Woods, but it would have been certainly something that would have tied up a lot of those little shitty things that's like, that kept me from enjoying the movie. Yeah. Andrew Duvall can only carry the movie so far. Before, uh, the problems are very apparent. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I don't know if I've seen Andrew Duvall in anything else. No, I, don't think, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because, But that dude was doing the heavy lifting of that movie. Yeah, he probably has back problems now because he carried that movie. And I think with the addition of Courtney Conch, you'll actually have a good seasoned actress. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, an actress who has experience in doing horror movies, uh, you know, fresh off a of scream. So, yeah, I think that and I think that if Courtney Cox was doing it and this had all of those changes, it could have been just as big as scream. It would have gotten people's uh, attention and asses in the seats like, oh, Courtney Cox from scream. OK, we'll go see this. Exactly. Then there would have been more of hype, more hype. I mean, they, that has sequels, but it would have been more hype to do so. And you know what? You are welcome, Hollywood. You can do that. Uh, hold on to that for when you eventually remake it, because I'm sure that's going to be around the corner at some point. It's one of those movies, like, if they said, hey, we're doing a remake of this movie. I'd, I'd open it. I'd, I'd be totally open for it. Yeah, I'd like, okay, I want to see what it's about. I'm not entirely opposed to re. Usually I'm kind of opposed to, like, remakes. I'm usually the guy is like, eh, can't you just leave well enough alone or something like that? But with, yeah. in this case, I think the Wishmaster could benefit with some rewrites. And I would like to see, I mean, those those skeletons look like something out of Party City when they were running yeah. around the, <laughs> the, the party. I mean, 
I chuckled at it. I got a kick out of it, but with a with a uh, more of a budget, better use of. I mean, you would have to have CG in this. Yeah. Uh, but if you can combine, you know, CG and practical effects, you could make for a pretty kick-ass movie if you remade it. Yeah. See, this is like one of those few franchises where I'm like, there's money in a revival here. Yeah. Doesn't work with all of them. No. But it does work with some. <laughs> I still maintain that the thing shouldn't have had a prequel. That's just kind of weird. Just a heavy CGI. I mean, it had its moments, but yeah, I'm not going to start getting into that. I'll just go off on a thing with that. But... Right. Uh, but is this really our last sabotage and save of the season? It is. Do you think it'll return? Did you enjoy doing these sabotage and saves? I had fun. I think it'll return in the future. I don't think we'll necessarily do it in the next season, but I think that we could flesh this out a little bit more and make it a, a recurring segment, maybe once a season. Yeah. Because I do enjoy, I do yeah. enjoy kind of putting out ideas and hearing ideas. Like you know what, like it, well, it's harder to like sabotage something. I think without because if you're trying to sabotage something, you, you try to, have to do a little bit of nuance. Otherwise, yeah. you're just pitching a completely different movie. Exactly. Oh, but my goodness, this is fun. You know, we'll check to see what the views are, see if people have been digging this. If so, you know what, maybe we'll do a couple more next season. We'll just see how popular it is. But in the meantime, I mean, it's it's been a, a fun little experiment. Yeah, this is a. Uh... Good to see how this does for the season. Yeah, I just like throwing things against the wall and see if... <laughs> see if anything sticks. See if anything sticks or if people say, uh, get rid of that shit. Yeah. So feel free to let us know if you guys like this or not. Yeah, um, and if you want us to save or sabotage something else, uh, we will do our damnedest. Yeah, always open to suggestions. And in the meantime, uh, what is it that all uh, of content creators saves? Like, subscribe, <laughs> all that... All that yeah. jazz. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to Apple Music, uh, give us a rating and make sure to leave a review. Does good for the algorithm. Yeah, especially you, Shudder. You yeah. don't think I... I haven't forgotten about you, Shudder. Yeah, we're, we're still pitching. Still wait. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for you. I'm like a... I'm like a wife whose husband has sent off, been sent off to war. I'm still here waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> Do the right thing, Shudder. We sing your praises for next season. Yeah, we sing your praises all the time. Don't, don't, don't make us go to some other <laughs> streaming service. Yeah, that, that we don't, we don't want that, and you don't want that either. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that sweet body bag follower content. Yeah, going over to Screamcast or something like that. Yeah, so you just, you just think on that for a little bit, Daddy Shutter. <laughs> and in the meantime, thank you to all of you actual loyal followers of ours. Especially those who have stuck with us from the very first season. You yeah. guys are the real heroes. Yes, you are. And from Chris Thomas here and Broke Rider Dave, you guys have a good one. Peace out, everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.